By the way, I have started recording, so... Have you? Oh, yeah. great. That's amazing. You have to rack up those outtakes somehow. Yeah, well, I'm sure that was great material. There, no, so. it wasn't. I don't know what... that. That's why I just decided to notify you. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to find Oh, so I, I have to be funny now, do I? Nah. No, because outtakes are outtakes. You can't plan outtakes. No, true. No, that'd be too scripted. Yeah. We're not that funny anyway. So. Yeah, we're not. We're not even funny even when we're trying to be. Yeah, like, we're, just, we're just depressing. Yeah, I just make loads of dad jokes. So, hmm. Yeah, I, I just make loads of your mum jokes. Yeah. Or I play with words. I, I'm punny sometimes. Yeah, we should really skip the comedy. Yeah. I was actually told not that long ago that maybe I should try comedy because I'm so sarcastic. Mm. But I don't think they understand sarcastic. It's not me trying to be funny. It's me trying to, you know, live with the place that we're in right now. Yeah. That's the only way to get through it is through sarcasm because you can't take everything seriously. No, true. Because if I took everything seriously, I probably would have killed myself by now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have a sense of humour. You do. So the, the problem like with sarcasm as well, it, it only gets you so far, I think, in comedy. You can do a standoff of just sarcasm. No. Nah. I think they get bored of you after a while. You can't plan sarcasm as well. It's sarcasm, you have to react. It's a reaction. spontaneous, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't plan my sarcasm, it just comes out. I can't sit down and write a stand-up show of sarcasm. I think sarcasm's genius because it's on the spot. It's like... Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, if you know if you missed it, you've missed a real chance there. Yeah. Whereas, like, stand-up, they have it easy, you know. I don't think it's easy. <laughs> I mean, if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. True. I think stand-up's probably the hardest art form. You could sink or swim, really. It's not hard as sarcasm. Yeah, well, but S- comedy... Sarcasm, you've got to get the opportune moment. Yeah, true. True. Thank you. Thank you for the compliments. <laughs> um... No, but I just think comedy in general, I think it's probably the hardest art form. Because if, like, you're a musician or an actor in a play or something, the people that have bought your ticket know what they're buying. Mm. Whereas if, like, you're a stand-up and you're selling tickets to a comedy show, they're not necessarily going to. Because every joke is different. And it's going to be different every single night. So, yeah, I think it's pretty difficult, comedy. I don't know. See, like, some stand-up comedians, they just do the same show pretty much. Every night, well, some of those that well, those stand up comedians are shit. You're supposed to evolve and develop. Mm. That's the point of doing stand up. Your first show isn't going to be the, exactly the same as the last show, yeah, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, I was going to say, I like Dara Brim because he works with the crowd, so it's different every night that way. Yeah, that's why I like going to Jimmy Carr as well. He's always yeah. playing off the crowd and he loves the hecklers, and he always has comebacks, and he always has this thing where like you text. Like, he has a topic or question or something in text. Yeah. And, and then they read it. He reads it during the intervals and comes up with jokes and scenarios surrounding yeah. that. So I think that takes great talent. Yeah. His, his comebacks are usually on someone's mum's teeth as well. So <laughs> yeah. That's what I've heard of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you got to love Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Well, I love as well. It's like when I went to him, he, like, got all, like, the tax jokes out of the way as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has to. Yeah. I mean, he's a good comedian because he had that whole shit happen, but he jokes about it, so he normalises it, gets people on board with it, whereas other comedians and stuff, when they have a major, like, PR nightmare, they don't embrace it. 
But Jason yeah. Lampard, I'm still waiting for the day when he jokes about, you know, tweeting pictures of his dick or something. Yeah, I always find that really weird because no one even, like, mentions that. I find it funny that they mentioned it on AAD and Cats the week it happened. And then, yeah. And then, um, what's his face? Michael McIntyre. Michael uh, McIntyre yeah. had, like, a bit of a breakdown saying, he's one of us! Why are we doing this? <laughs> Uh, I, I keep trying to find that because I heard about that, but I've never been able to watch it. It's on YouTube somewhere. Because uh, I, I think it's one of those old ones where the full episode is on YouTube. Ah, uh, right. I, I didn't think they would leave that. But they've like, it's never been mentioned like afterwards. And no. I think he's done it again, hasn't he? Did he? Afterwards. Yeah, he's done it a good couple of times afterwards. Bloody hell. That's a bit rapey, isn't it? Well, not a bit rapey, he hasn't raped anyone, but it's a bit sinister. Well, he... especially when he's married. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're married. I've never understood that, though. Why do guys think it's a good idea to share pictures of your dick? Yeah. Because it's, it's not it's actually... Like, oh. the... Okay, it has a use, right? But just to look at it, it's not actually that good to look at. No offence to every hey. guy listening out there, but come on now. You just talk about your own. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Like, if I get a penis picture, I'm thinking, ah. Oh, it's a picture of Venus. That's it. Yeah, it's not the most appealing looking thing. Exactly. I'm sure it's only built that way because it fits into a female or, you know, male. Um, equal rights and shit. Like a puzzle. Orifices. Yeah, Orifices. pretty much. Yeah, like a puzzle. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason it's like that. Your front yard or your backyard. Yeah. Or, or a female's back. bottom, you know, again, equal rights, equal opportunities. Um, to each to their own. I'm not going to judge. Can't yeah. believe I'm talking about anal sex right now. Yeah, should we move on? <laughs> At some point. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should. How are we going to get to our point? I was going to mention Wiener, Anthony Wiener. Anthony Wiener. Yeah, he, he did, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he sent one to, like, a 15-year-old girl, didn't he? Oh, was she 15? I, I thought she was, like, 17. No, she... No, no, she is 15. She was really... And um, he did it while he was in bed with his son, who was sleeping. Oh, Time, I think. No, no, I know. This was a while ago, though. Oh, he, he did this multiple times. That's why I was trying to tie it into Jason Manford. It's like, they don't seem to learn from, like, the first two times. Yeah. I was but, hoping to try and keep it off politics, but okay, let's do this. Um, yeah, he said so he was Hillary Clinton's age. Yeah, and he was yeah. the person that, you know, Trump fans ripped apart because Trump has never done anything as bad as that. Nothing as bad as those emails either. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we should, like, fine ourselves for every time we say, mention Trump or the US elections or US elections? I mean, US government or anything. And we could probably fund a holiday. Yeah, we could actually, to America. <laughs> to, I don't think I want to go there. My dad's family are from America. Um, my uncle came to visit the other week and he was talking about how, um, uh, if I wanted to move there and stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't want to. I, I there was a chance that I might want to move there at some point, but not to live in California, first of all. And they live in California, in the fucking desert. Um, no, I wanted to live in New York. And then I said, no, I can't go because I don't want to get shanked. I don't want to go to the uh, to a place where the KKK get to do whatever they want and they have pride in what they do. I don't want to go to a place that um, decides to rule against transgender rights. I don't want to go to a place where, you know, business owners have the right to refuse, uh, refuse service to someone because of who they are, whether it's race, sex, religion, sexuality. So, no, I don't want to go to America. That was a long rant. Yeah. Based I on something real. Like if you could go to New York, it would be fine. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying, yeah, I'll, I'll go to New York. Yeah, live, but, live in New York, yeah. Yeah, but come on. Uh, other people could come to New York as well. True. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll go to Canada. Well, I'm I've got a British passport. I I've not actually been to any of those places that they've banned. I haven't even been to Bangladesh since I was three, so I don't know how that would stop me from yeah. going. I get stopped and searched enough. Yeah. So now they've got more reason to do so. My little brother was ten when we last went. He got stopped and searched. Ten years old. But then again they did handcuff a five year old, didn't they? So um Yeah. Yeah. If Lana went, because wasn't she technically, was she born in... She was born... Uh, or no, was she I don't born think in she... London? Because no. saying she lived... She was in, like, Nigeria or somewhere. <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> somewhere yeah. right now. I think she was born in, in London, I think. Yeah, but then she moved to Syria for a little bit, didn't she? Yeah, she spent time in Syria. She spent time in Beirut. But isn't it, depending on your passport or... Actually, no, I think I heard people were stopped from going because they had a visa to one of these places... In their yeah. passport. I, I heard it's, it, it, it's been, you've lived in one of those countries at some point. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, so Lana wouldn't be let in, but then, you know, they've got a point there. Yeah, true. <laughs> that, that's good luck, America, that is. <laughs> no, but with me, I think I could probably get in. It's just I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, and also because I have American family, so if there was an issue, they'd be like, what? They, what's it called? Sponsored. Sponsors, yeah. So if there was an issue, yeah. then I've got them. So I don't think there's there'd be a major issue about me going. Yeah. Because then I can outright cry racism because Bangladesh has never, like, attacked anyone because they can't. They're the ones getting attacked all the time. But I don't want to go. No. Not at least for the next four years. <laughs> just put it that way. Oh, it could be eight years, though. <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? No, but I like to think that when it comes to the four-year thing, the people that didn't vote at all, they'd wise up thinking, oh, Fuck, I fucked up this time. No, let's, let's just say, like, come on, let's get real. Not everyone voted. And out of all the po- people that voted, Donald Trump did actually get fewer votes. But then again, I classed the people that didn't vote as idiots anyway. So, yeah, I guess the majority of Americans are idiots. And then my uncle agreed with me on that. Do you want to know something shocking? What? My cousin, my uncle's son, he voted Trump. Hey. Yeah, not for any reason, because he's a fucking dumbass. He was like, yeah, he likes the show and he thinks he's funny. <laughs> oh, great. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem moron. with having a star running. Like, he's a moron. And cousin. Yeah. No, both. both of them. Both of them. <laughs> My cousin was born into, like, so much privilege. That's probably why he doesn't get it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's morons. But I love yeah. how the people that actually vote, the normal people that voted for Trump, they're going to be the most affected by whatever he does because they're the poor people. Yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, if he does a really good job, we're going to have to, like, put up with him for another eight years. But is he going to do a really good job? Do you think so? It's hard to tell at the moment. Mm. I mean, I hope he doesn't completely fuck everything over. And if he does, like, you know what, I'm willing to gain US citizenship. So just to, like, put myself into the White House. I won't do anything good. I won't do anything Mm. bad. I'll do nothing at all just to tide you over until you get decent people in place. The thing is, even if he does, like, a really good job, like, say, economically... He's still pissed off a lot of people. I mean, oh yeah, all around still the world. Bad stuff he's done. So, I mean, I don't. Okay, so America. Okay, you voted your president, but I don't think I've ever I've interacted with anyone from the rest of the world, online or in real life, that are in agreement with him. Because mm. I 
think he's being mocked all around the world, is he not? Pretty much, I think. Yeah. And the leaders must be, like, when leaders of the countries, whenever they have to interact with him, they must be just fucking, you know, having a laugh in the hotel room afterwards. I think it makes them probably hate themselves and make them feel like prostitutes that they have to interact with him. That's how I'd feel if I was Theresa May, like a yeah. prostitute. I think, I think the fact that she had to be, like, so she really can't piss him off. So mm. she has to literally kind of, you know, oh, yes, Donald, yes. We'll do all that. Yeah, but think about it. You're pissing off your own nation. Yeah, but that's what politics is about, though. Yeah. It's what diplomacy is about, unfortunately. Yeah. You have to, I, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to deal with a lot of unpleasant countries. So True, but we don't offer, we don't offer every work. single one of them state visits now, do we? You have to earn your state yeah, visits. Um, the Garby visited, so it's not yeah. exactly... He gets to go to weddings, so yeah. it's not exactly... Uh, you're like, we don't deal with nasty people, so... Mm. No, but uh, with Mugabe and all, and I think one of the Asian ones, I think, was hosted. I'm so racist. One of the Asian ones was hosted. <laughs> I can't remember which. Genuinely can't remember which. So I narrowed it down. But they well, were hosted by the Queen. Was those bloody Asians. That's what she meant. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not one myself. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't think they got as much of the frills and all that stuff and celebration that Trump seems to want when he comes. But I think it's a good idea if people are so against it, and clearly they are because there are petitions going off and going around and they topped over a million people. And I was one of those people and I knew it wouldn't do anything because it's a government. They don't give a shit about what we think, even though they work for us. They live off our taxes, but yeah, they don't give a shit about what we think. We should be able to sack them by all rights. I mean, Theresa May wasn't even voted in. So I think in that case, that extenuating circumstance, we should have a general election. But that's not even the point. I can't remember what I thought was. I know what I was leading to, but I have no idea where I left off. Yeah. I was leading to the fact that he's a narcissistic prick. So I think when he does come, let him have his state visit. But we don't do the protest. We don't do nothing. We don't acknowledge him. I think that's the best way to hurt him. What well, I- Literally no one out there. Yeah, no one out there. No one acknowledging his existence. No one saying anything. Come on, BBC. Like, earn your government funding that we pay. And earn your licence fee that we have to pay. And don't do any reporting on him. Channel 4, get with the times. Don't do any reporting on him. Don't do nothing. Pretend he doesn't exist and it will drive him fucking crazy. Because if we do go out there, you know what he's going to go back and say when he goes to America. He's going to come out and say that we supported him. That's what he did with the inauguration. He was using pictures from the Women's March and he was uh, shooting pictures at angles when he was doing the inauguration just to make it look like there were more people there than there were. So he's a narcissistic twat bag. I don't know what a twat bag is, but he's a narcissistic twat bag. So let's just ignore him. He (laughs) thrives on attention. That's why he did this. Yeah. Oh, man. Good idea. Like, we haven't even got to the topic and I've already had, like, ten rants. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good we're talking about the US because our episode's going to be about someone from the US. Yeah, it is. But before we do that, do you think uh, maybe we should do something else? Um, I, don't I don't know, know should we? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've, like... It's quite tiring. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think there was that one episode where I did, like, three of them in one episode. Yeah, it's just good to bang them out every now and then, isn't it? Yeah, thank God we were talking about dick pics earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through now. 
finding them. Anyway, intro music. Yes, yes, intro music. Yeah, let's do that shit. Welcome to the Did you like 10? Well, how long is our intro music? Five seconds? <laughs> That's how long you lasted, Matt. I don't know, you know, if you go on too long, it gets a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Dork's Deduction with Matt and Tarmim and not Chris because he don't call me back. That no, I lie. I told him, tell me next time you're free. And he's told me nothing. Aww. And it's been weeks, so... Fuck him. I'm not even going to do the duty of killing him off or, like, you know, putting him in prison again. Fuck him. He's a slave to Ikea, though. That's true. He... Those, those devilish weeds. Yeah. He always works at these places that I could use a discount, but he never actually gives me op- the opportunity to use it. Like, when he worked at Waterstones, I gave him a whole list of books to get for me. He never got me fuck all. He got... Do you want to know the only thing he actually sorted for me? Mm-hmm. That that Harry Potter picture book that I got you. Really? That's yeah. it? So the only thing I managed to get his, use his discount for was <laughs> a present for you. <laughs> I like Chris. <laughs> Such a knob, Chris, you are. Such a knob. And I bet he doesn't actually listen to the episodes either. So is this it, is useless. Can I ask, is this episode just going to be you about ranting everything that you don't like in your but, life at the moment? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're already halfway through. So lucky we haven't mentioned the topic that we're supposed to be doing, just in case we don't actually do it. Yes. <laughs> okay, no, let, let's maybe... Should we, should we just do this? Yeah, let's just get it over and done with. Yeah, so we're talking about some TV show, right? No. Are we talking about the radio show? No. Johnny Depp and Army Hammer? Talking... The what movie? the hell are you talking about? Are we talking about the movie? No. What are we talking about? We're talking about Bass Reeves. Who the fuck is that? Some dude from oh, America. Oh, okay. I mean, because you do realize we just spent like half an hour talking about some dude from America. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to be slightly more specific because I think that's what this podcast needs right now. <laughs> Bastley Reeves is said to be the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. And what's surprising about this is that he's black. Oh! <gasps> that was genuine shock. Not the fact that he's, he's black necessarily. It's that surprised by the fact that he's the Lone Ranger. He is the Lone Ranger. Because um, we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that people are black. No, because there's quite a lot. Quite a lot. Like, if, if um, you, even if you just think about Africa, because yeah. that's predominant, the predominant race, right? That's the main race. Yeah. And the main race, there's only like two, <laughs> three races than the main race. But it's also the most overpopulated country in the world, or continent in the world, I should say. And, um, you know, not, they're spill out. There's, they've spilled out and they're in loads of different countries. So, yeah, there's black people all over, yeah, all over racist. the world. Racist. <laughs> How is that racist? You're always going on about immigration, aren't you? How am I always going on about immigration? I'm just saying there's black people in every country. Everywhere. You're talking about them spilling out everywhere. They're in every country. It's true. It's that kind of rhetoric that got <laughs> Donald Trump elected. <laughs> Do you think I should go undercover? As a Republican, 
just to try and get myself into that White House. <laughs> a Republican? Would that work? I don't know. I'm female and brown and my family are Muslim. Yeah, I mean, there's a few black Republicans, but there's, I don't think there's many brown Republicans. That's true, Muslim Republicans? Why aren't there no brown Republicans? I don't, I, I can't think of any. I can't think That's of any reason there wouldn't be a brown Republican. <laughs> That's funny. We made it it funny. Yeah. It is actually interesting, though, talking about Republicans. Do you know the Republicans were initially the anti-slavery party? Really? Yeah. The Democrats, particularly in the South, or I think the South or the North, one of the two, they were the pro-slavery. Oh, wow. Okay. It's amazing to think that Democrats are now the one that we consider kind of more socially progressive. Yeah. It's funny that you brought that up as well, because if you're talking about the batteries that I'm thinking of, wasn't he born into slavery? Yes, he was. Oh, wow, this doesn't sound scripted at all. No, no, I was going to maybe bring that up later. Yeah. But I thought I'd bring it up now, seeing we talk about Republicans. But yeah, shall we start with a bit of his life story? Probably should, because people might not know who he is. I'm not going to say everybody, because some yeah. people must do. Also, uh, you said he, he was the Lone Ranger. There's, there's a bit of debate about that. Well, no, no. It's it's possibly that he's the most closest to the rain, Lone Ranger that they've possibly. come up with in the past. He's the... Because yeah. of... Okay, we don't want to go into too much, but because of the circumstances, he most closely resembles a Lone Ranger in fiction. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come to that later. Cause oh, shit, we just shot ourselves in the foot. I was supposed to not know about this. Weren't you? Well, because remember, I was clueless at the beginning. Oh, yeah. That didn't last. Should, should we just... You, you did clueless so well, though. I know, but, like, listeners, I was also the one that actually threw out this idea. And then when Matt said, should we do Bass Reason, I said, who's that? <laughs> I remember that. I was like, we should talk about it last week. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that like, he lived to something insane age he's 71 so well it's quite um although there's some other guy i'm gonna mention later he lived even longer so but let's not get into that okay i don't know if this other guy i don't think so i'm clueless about something okay let's you continue are. yeah clueless about lots of things fuck you right let's move on yeah i i shall i do the stuff about him then yeah all right if you want to right bass reeves and you want to say bass and not because when i first seen bass i thought bass that's like what i bass thought guitar, but it wasn't until i was listening to a documentary it's bass so yeah bass reeves was born a slave in 1838 he spent his first eight years in county crawford arkansas is that how you say it arkansas arkansas, arkansas. i think arkansas. well i've heard americans say it in their accent so uh, i think yeah. that's how they say it but it doesn't sound right coming from me yeah. Like, it sounds wrong when it's coming out of my mouth. I think Do you know what right, I mean? They say Arkansas for Arkansas, so I think that probably sounds better. So, Arkansas. Yeah. That's how um, is it. Yeah. His family were the slaves of the Reeves family, beginning with Arkansas, or SARS, uh, state legislator William Steele. No, no, Reeves. his name was William Steele Reeves. Reeves, yeah. That's why I'm adding on to the end. It's because I'm, I'm reading it. And I missed the Reeves bit. Are you reading off Wikipedia? No, I'm, I typed it all up, actually. Did you type it? Yeah. Like, you should I... see, my notes are always handwritten. You should see them. It's ridiculous. I can barely read it. Yeah, that, that's what I used to do, and I was wondering why I couldn't read anything. Yeah. And, it doesn't help that I wrote these notes two weeks ago, so I can't remember writing them. I typed it up because it's just easier for me. 
Reeves moved along with his owner to Grayson County, Texas. He's believed to have served William Reeves' his son, George Reeves, who I think was a colonel. Yeah. He was called Colonel George Reeves, wasn't he? He was a sheriff and a legislator in Texas and a one-time speaker of the House of Representatives. And interesting fact about him is he died of rabies. Nice. Which is, you know, great way to go. But he probably deserved it because he had a slave. Okay. I'm going to say something. I don't want you to shout racism at me, but I don't believe in slavery. Obviously, clearly not now. I was born in 1992. But if you think about the 1800s, when yeah. everyone had them, I'm not saying it's right, but everyone did have them and it was part of their constitution that it was okay. Like, black, they saw black people as less than human, which, again, is horrible, but that's the time that they lived in. So I, I think it's horrible, but I do try and reason with it. I don't think they're all terrible people. Because there might have been nice slave owners that fed their slaves well, treated them well, treated them like members of the family, that it, set their slaves free. It is true. I was actually reading up about this, and there were some kind of nice slave owners, but they had to, by law, be nasty to their slaves. Yeah, but Bass but, Reeves, there must have, he must have had some sort of relationship with his owners because he took their surname. Yeah, well, I agree with what you say, but at the end of the day, I think that is true. It was the attitude of the time, but... Yeah, no, it's still terrible and horrible, and I can't believe we ever did it, and it doesn't seem they, that long ago that we actually did it. Yeah, they should have kind of realised it wasn't that nice yeah like their humanity should have showed them it wasn't that nice but yeah but it's history yeah um bass reeves parted company with reeves during the american civil war it's believed that this parting of ways was due to bass beating up george over a dispute in card game although i did read uh, one article that was in the telegraph that claimed he murdered george but that's not true that's not true George lived for quite a while longer. And uh, this article claimed that he shot George, which wasn't true either. No, it's just I... with the hands. He did fisticuffs. Yeah. So, obviously, being a slave, this wasn't kind of going to look down well on him. So, he had to escape. And he escaped into hiding in the Indian Territory, where he lived among, I think, three different tribes of Indians, I think. I, I think it was, but I didn't write down the names. Yeah, I don't know if it was a monk or where he... No, I, I think there was, was at like... least a few, because he learnt yeah. the different languages and customs on each one, and he adapted to them all. So I yeah. think he lived amongst quite at least a few of them. Yeah. Did, did I say he learnt their languages? I just like said that. it. Yeah, he did. Well, that's in my notes. Uh, he, he lived like this until the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, uh, was abolished in 1865. In I do research too, Matt. Ooh, very clever. <laughs> that wasn't patronising at all. And I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. You were saying something. Yeah. Bass then moved to a farm near Van Buren, uh, where he married and had 11 children. So, very active penis. Well done, Bass. Uh, a Van Buren in Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, you just like an opportunity to say Let's that, just yeah. say a Kansas and really piss off Americans listening. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good to do, that is. Because I think they're the only people who listen to us, aren't they? I don't know. I think, yeah, a large portion. Yeah. In and North Korea. Oh, my God, I hope we get a North Korean listener. Oh, wicked. That would be amazing. And Russia. I hope Russia picks us up. We'd get assassinated. They'd hack our podcast for all that, you know, material. 
all that information they get from us. <laughs> and hand it over to Trump. <laughs> they yeah. re-edit it to make us sound like we support him. <gasps> oh, no. That, that's awful. Any listeners that are with us now before the hacking begins, just remember we don't. We do not. Anyway. Well, I, do, I was going to just point out that Tom is a massive racist and supports slavery, so, but move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you do realize my people were slaves, basically, essentially, because they were part of, um, you know, Britain's empire. True, but still, you you supported slavery in that statement earlier. That's how I'm I didn't <laughs> say I supported it. I actually said the opposite. I said I think it's horrible, but it so, was part of their time. I think you're a bit closer to Trump than you keep saying you are. <laughs> okay, there was something I sort of partially agreed with him about. What's that? It was, um, he, he, I think it was a new executive order where he said that any illegal immigrants that commit crimes have to be deported, which I actually sort of agreed with. But then it said all crimes, any crime, any level of crime. And then I realised that means, ah, what if it's just parking tickets or something? Yeah, because violent crime already existed because Obama did that. Yeah, I knew that. So, yeah. But then I thought it would, like... That was just expanding to like fraud or something because you don't go to, you don't escape from one country to another and just start committing crimes. That's just wrong. But yeah. then, yeah, it just seems OTT that it's any level of crime. Because could you imagine like someone like a police officer catches someone jaywalking and because he's illegal decides to like deport him? Yeah. Also, in some areas of America, I do know they arrest arrest Mexicans just because they're Mexican. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, enough of that racism, Tom. Really. <laughs> right. Um, in 1875, he was appointed deputy marshal after Judge Isaac Parker, who was known as the Hanging Judge. Was he? Uh, yeah. Uh, he hanged. It hung. Didn't he it hung. How many was? I think it was a hundred something. Oh wow! If I remember right. Were they black? Um. No. No. Okay. So he was a fair judge. Yeah, he, he was, this is mainly outlaws. Um, we're coming on something about black people in the law. Yeah, no, this, that's why I found him, no, but that's why I found him interesting. Because I was like, oh, that's the year he lived and he was a ranger and he was black. Really? Wow. Um, yeah, uh, this time's actually maybe not quite as racist as we think. This bit in between slavery and segregation, which would happen a little bit later on. Because um, there's some facts I've got coming up soon. So yeah, uh, Isaac Parker, just a little bit out of him. I think, yeah, he hanged, he hanged like he over hung. people. He, he sentenced kind of loads of people to death. But yeah, that's why he got known as the hanging judge, basically. But yeah, he ordered um, Field Marshal James F. Fagan to hire 200 deputy marshals. And Fagan had heard of Reeves. I think he knew particularly about... His ability uh, to assimilate into different culture yeah. and societies. Yeah. The American Indians were very important because a lot of this territory was territory that the federal law didn't have control over. So having someone like Bass Reeves who um, knew languages and stuff like that, knew the people and could interact with them, you know, he was a very useful like deputy marshal. And it's in this role that um, a lot of his like, most famous exploits take place. It's speculated that he may have been one of the first black deputy marshals, but historians of the Wild West actually believe that he was just one of several black law enforcers. Um, so he would not have been the only one. There have been quite a few of them out there. Uh, that doesn't sound racist, does it? Quite no. 
Okay, you know what? I think we should stop questioning whether we sound racist or not and just tell the bloody story. Yeah, we're worried about being racist too much. I mean, come on. All the episodes that we've done in our past and we've been, you know, we've said questionable things morally. I mean, like, now let's just not, okay? There's no point. Well, the damage is done to our reputations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like he's paedophile, so let's move on. <laughs> um, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, great is here, so I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Now, part of the problem of why this was, um, historians find it quite difficult to know about Bass Reeves was that African-Americans were pretty much kind of written out of the history of the American West. Like, there's a lot of black people who were mountain men. They were scouts. They were entrepreneurs and cowboys. I actually read a quite interesting article on BBC News about black cowboys. That's quite interesting. It's on the internet somewhere. That's specific. Yeah, yeah. There was black people in law enforcement all across the West, uh, in Montana, Colorado, and New Mexico. 20% 20% of the military on the Western frontier were African-Americans. And quite a lot of this is just kind of left out of the history. So this article used the example of Cohen Brothers uh, recently remade True Grit. And around the area that where that's set, there would have been a lot of black people in the law enforcement there. And that's completely written out of that film. I love um, what you said recently. It was seven years ago. Okay, you know, it's more recent than the when all this stuff one. actually happened. Okay. Yeah, and actually the kind of year it's kind of set, set, I think, 1878, a lot of federal workers for the Fort Smith court would have been African-Americans. But then that of... also might have been like, you know, the whitewashing in Hollywood. Yeah, true. A lot of people who sat on juries were actually African-American. Believe it or not, there was actually one case where a criminal was being tried in Fort Smith before a judge, before Judge Parker, that is, and the jury was majority black. So it's maybe not quite as, this time in particular, may have not been quite as racist as it's made out. Yeah, but the jury don't like the prosecution and the defence have a hand in picking them. I don't know about that. Because, well, uh, well, that's what I'm told in fiction. So yeah. they can manipulate it to get the jury that they desire. So mm. it might have been a black person that was being prosecuted, which is why they wanted a majority black jury so they have more sympathetic ears. Or it could have been a white person so they would have less sympathetic ears. Yeah, possibly. That's not that strange, the majority yeah. black jury. But um, that was... Uh, okay. But this is before segregation segregation when racism kind of When really... did segregation start? Because I figured it was pretty soon after slavery ended. It was abolished. It wasn't, actually. Um, segregation, I think, officially was Jim Crow, and I think that happened in the early 1900s, I think. Oh, OK. But it had kind of been a gradual thing. It had been developing since the late 1890s, I think, because I did read that Bass Reeves kind of ended his life when segregation was starting to kind of grow. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like immediately afterwards. Um, There was a time when everybody kind of got on. Okay. Okay. Right, we should really get on to Bass Reeves again. Yeah. Over his career, he brought in over 3,000 men with one story recounting.
understanding how he managed to bring in 17 people at once. Oh, I didn't um, read that. Yeah, I read it somewhere. He's fucking badass, man. I think Wikipedia has it as 14, but I read another article that said it's 17. But That's quite close. But either, either way. So less than that's... 20. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have done 20, so I think this guy's rubbish. But anyway. Oh, no, no, I think I'm thinking of something <laughs> else. I mean, I've got down a note where he only, uh, saying that he only actually killed 14 outlaws. Yeah, that's true. While he arrested over 3,000, he only killed 14. Which is remarkable, because police in America can't do that now. Yeah. And also, those 14 people were all in self-defence as well. So it wasn't as if he was just... Bloodthirsty. Yeah, it wasn't as if he's like someone... Which, if he was, I mean, there'd be a lot more than 14. And he'd get away with it, because he's a marshal. Yeah, he was... um, Apparently incredibly talented with his pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, very, very quick to withdraw it as well. Um, <laughs> okay, and we just well. started the episode with dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, his skills with it were just, I mean, wow. Well. Anyway, um, he was so quick, apparently he was described, uh, this is how one person described it, as like being a Methodist preacher reaching for a platter of fried chicken during Sunday dinner at the deacon's house. <laughs> oh, I love that. metaphor. I that. love that. <laughs> yeah. Also made me think of KFC or something. Well, yeah, a bucket of fried chicken. Fried chicken, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, he was apparently fearless. I, I like this. Uh, one person says he was not prone to experiencing strong emotions such as excitability, which I kind of like. <laughs> His fearlessness is recounted in a story of how he saved a rustler from almost certain death. Reeves stumbled across a lynch mob that was trying to hang a rustler. The lynch mob acted dismissively towards Reeves, Reeves um, but he just rode straight into the mob cut the rustler down from the tree and rode off with him without saying complete word. These lynch mobs were pretty dangerous as well, so... He's fucking badass, man. Yeah, he's really not scared of anything. And all without seeming to consider what danger he could have been in just going into that situation. A fucking lynch mob, man. Yeah. In all his career, he was miraculously never wounded as Deputy Marshal. Yeah, I read Um, that and I kind of... It feels too good to be true. Yeah. So maybe that's just part legend or something, but it feels too good to be true that he'd ha- hunt down 3,000 felons, over 3,000 felons, have to shoot in self-defence 14 times, shoot and kill in self-defence 14 times, and he's never yeah. been wounded? Yeah. I mean, the story is about his horses being killed. The story about his gun belt being shot off his body and his hat being shot off. Apparently his hat was shot off at least a couple of times. Yeah, I read that. And this is quite weird when you consider the amount of marshals that were killed, for him not to be even wounded. That's that's pretty incredible if it's true. If it's true. But Tom, I'm sceptical. Yeah. Because he seems so badass. I mean, it can't all be true. Yeah, I can imagine. Some of it must have been embellished. Yeah, also, knowing how difficult getting some of the history was, I think a lot of them are just getting, like, the good stories. Yeah. I think there's got to be times when he maybe suffered a few scrapes, so, yeah. I mean, there Um, was a specific felon that he hunted down that I found was quite interesting. Who's that? His own son. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so his own son murdered his wife, and Bass asked Judge Parker if he could hunt him down, and he did. So I think that shows his character. 
I think he like recovered from the initial shock, and once then he was kind of very unemotional about it. Yeah. Well, it should be noted that um, his son, once he was released from prison, apparently became a model citizen. So, story of redemption there for you. Well, yeah, because if your own father hunts you down to send you to prison, you know you've done something fucked up, so you best sort your life out. Yeah. Because parents are the people that are supposed to put their lives before yours, no matter what. I mean, you see some of these deluded serial killer murder parents that still support their kids. True. Well, they're probably frightened of being murdered, so... (laughs) They're already (laughs) in prison, so... (laughs) Still, if you're not supportive and they get out, you know, the first person you're going to kill is you. If they're not supportive when they get out, then you should be notified before they get out. So you have time to leave. True. Maybe don't raise the serial killer. Yeah. Because at some point you've got to know. Not necessarily. At some point you've got to know that your own kid's a serial killer. Not even people who are married to serial killers. Yeah, again, that I don't... Yeah, again, that I don't fucking understand. I think it's quite easy. (sighs) You see what you want to see, I think. Yeah, true, but also I think a lot of people do their serial killing in private so really i've never exactly heard of that that's how i should really start doing it shit <laughs> apart from like fred west and rosemary west there they kind of did it together yeah a lot of those like husband wife duos like paul bernardo Carm- carla hamolka hamelka something h something the devil woman of canada apparently you know about that one right no you've heard of that one no oh man it's so fucked up you should read about it afterwards. So I fucked up. I think people in Canada murdered each other. Exactly, right? I thought Canada was perfect. Exactly. You an illusion for me. Oh, man, this woman is seriously fucked up. I'm getting back to this now. Fine. Reeves would be provided with runs of arrest for the criminals and outlaws. This could have been something of a complication for Reeves, because he apparently was illiterate. But he um, created his own system from remembering who he needed to catch. I'm not entirely sure what that was because it's not mentioned but yeah so even like any potential complication he was able to overcome and i suppose needing warrants isn't necessarily the most important thing it's more his skills killing well capturing yeah as i said skills in fighting and using guns was considered legendary there's uh, one particular story about his gunship there's a story about an outlaw who'd been proven quite troublesome for the field marshal um field marshal fagan uh, ironically, a man who recruited Reeves as his deputy. Fagan and a group of, of men have been struggling to capture this outlaw for like hours when it's decided that maybe Bass Reeves might be needed. And Bass Reeves promptly arrived at the scene and promised to break the outlaw's neck with a shot from his Winchester rifle. Um, he promptly did this in a distance of a quarter of a mile. Fuck Pretty me. incredible, I think. Fucking hell. Fucking badass. That's what she's, this episode should be called. Fucking badass. Yeah. So this Reeves guy was super with his weapon. So. <laughs> yeah, there's also reports about how uh, he's, to a lot of people, he seemed like he had this kind of superhuman strength because he was once able to free a steer from a bog, whereas a group of cowboys had failed to do so. I didn't so, understand any of what you just said. A steer from a bog. And an animal. There's an animal called a steer, I Okay. Guess. I'm not sure what And that a bog is. is in the toilet? No, a bog is in, you know, that bit of land very watery, I think. That's what a bog is. Okay. What do you really think some animal was stuck in a toilet? I don't... I didn't understand what you were saying. 
I guess I know what part of America I'm not moving to if I ever move there. Arkansas. Yeah, the boggy bits. The boggy bits, yeah. <laughs> and the bits where skiers live. Yeah. Um, I should really go to London Zoo. Yeah. Also, I think what might have contributed to this idea of him being superhuman is the fact that he was probably quite a lot, lot taller than everyone else. And the fact that um, average height for America at the time was five foot six, and he was something like six foot two. She's pretty tall. Wait a minute. So even when the average height in America is five foot six, back a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago, I'd still be considered short. Probably. Fucking hell. You'd be short. Well, we'd all be short. I blame my Asian blood, I'm telling you now. Asians are just short people. Yeah, good things come in small packages. That's what I was always Yeah, you get the sarcastic comments, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, anyway. Right. um... Are you going to talk about how he got arrested now? Not quite. Okay. Um, I've still got a bit more. Um, his reputation was so fierce that a female outlaw named Belle Starr gave herself up after hearing that Reeves was on her trail. <laughs> um, yeah, this is how feared he was. If people knew they, they were after him, they knew they were probably done in for, say, uh, in this case, Belle Starr just gave herself up rather than be defeated by Bass Reeves. So. But that's basically like quitting yeah which is you know i deem that worse than just you know being defeated yeah but you also you know this potential might get hurt yeah but then he's only actually killed 14 people yeah true so he he has restraint yeah so basically she's a pussy yeah yeah i say that like i'd actually go on the run i'm too lazy to commit a crime (laughs) let alone go on the run Mm. but i i genuinely don't jaywalk just so i could stop at the stop and wait. So I just, like, have time. I was like, I check my phone and stuff. Yeah. Even when there's no cars. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mention Bell Star slightly later on as well, because we are going to come to about how Bass Reeves was arrested. Okay. Yeah, his career was not without occasional troubles. As we mentioned, there's his son earlier. He was tried for the murder of, I think it was his cook or his posse's cook. What's a posse? Posse is the kind of um, a posse. person that goes with you. Posse. Oh, posse. not a posse. There's kind of a lot of speculation about what really happened, but what we do know is he shot the cook accidentally in the shoulder, and uh, this guy, William Leach, eventually died from his injuries. An inquest at the time was held, but no charges were forthcoming. The problem was that uh, some kind of regime change occurred, and the US attorney seat was filled by... A Democrat who was a former Confederate, so former racist. Right, ra- yeah, racist. Well, not a former, present racist. Yeah, and so that meant a trial happened. But he was, Bass uh, Reeves was defended by, I think it's W. H. H. Clayton. Yeah, and the he overseeing was, judge was Parker. Yeah, um, so he kind of had friendly faces there. What's interesting is Bell Starr had been arrested, I think, for attempting to murder. W.H.H. Clayton, so it's all kind of tied in there a little bit, which is kind of interesting. Well, in the criminal world, everyone sort of knows each other. Yeah, it's it's kind of all clogged there, yeah. Right, going to come to it, he died in 1910 after he suffered from Bright's disease, which is apparently inflammation of the kidneys. Nephritis, we've talked about this before, I think. Yeah, it's quite common because uh, Judge Parker also died from that as well. So I guess quite it common. wasn't treatable at that what? point. I guess it wasn't easily treatable then. No, well, I, I was reading about it and I think a lot of the things that they gave to treat it 
actually did a lot worse. Let's come on to the evidence that people put forward for him being the Lone Ranger. One of the first things I read was apparently the Lone Ranger leaves silver bullets as his kind of calling card. Now, Bass Reeves reportedly left silver coins as his calling card. This comes from the time, apparently, where he left uh, a few silver coins for a family who'd fed and housed him for the night whilst he was chasing a gang of train robbers. He's a lovely guy, man. Yeah. It's also kind of, it's good to do that, though, as well, because you're going to need help on the way. So it's kind of, it softens people up, so it makes them more willing to help you. So mm, it's nice, but it's also kind of, it serves a purpose as well. So, but whether, whether he did that regularly, we don't know, but that's not something we know. Apparently, the Reeves um, made use of different costumes, apparently dressing up as a tramp to convince some mother to tell her where her outlaw sons were. So he, he was <laughs> quite... Um, canny like that the lone ranger famously liked to use costumes as well i think in particular the lone ranger wore a mask yeah it's not you think that's part of the lone ranger iconography yeah and i think someone who suggested that reeves may have possibly wore a mask yeah possibly because he was black maybe at the time i think that article said that i read how's that what's that got to do with anything i um i read that I mean, Black does the mask cover the whole head as well as his neck and hands and legs and feet? I don't know. But because I just... I'd find that more suspicious, suspicious than him in black. Yeah, it's just something I read. Okay. But I don't know whether it's because maybe black people consider a little bit invisible back then. Mm. There's still know. probably a bit of racism about. Yeah. I think the main thing is because of the Indian background. Yeah. Maybe. Also, another similarity people notice is um, the colour of horse they both ride. So uh, Reeves rode a white horse, so did a Lone Ranger. Also, it's kind of location as well. It's kind of similar locations. So a lot of the prisoners that Reeves arrested would have been sent to Detroit, and it was on Radio Detroit, Detroit radio station, that first kind of did the fictional portrayal of the Lone Ranger. So the prison scene in Detroit would have been quite aware of Bass Reeves, apparently. So, and he, he was quite a celebrity for a little while, even though he eventually kind of became a bit forgotten about in the history of the American West. Yeah, but there are some things that were Yates the theory, like the Lone Ranger, the fictional one, who was a Texas Ranger, and Bass Reeves... He he worked in Arkansas, not Texas, and he wasn't a ranger, he was a marshal. He did briefly work in Texas. Worked oh, yeah, he in, worked Paris, Texas, didn't he? Paris, ah, Texas okay. for a little while. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's what I was coming to, um, because some people believe a ranger named John Hughes is a bit more likely. So Hughes was a Texas ranger, like the Lone Ranger was. He'd had like similar experiences to Burton. He was considered to be quite a capable gunman, he had quite similar feats. He managed to kind of kill 18 members of a kind of crime family, outlaw family. So he, he kind of, he had like a lot of the experience that the Lone Ranger had. And also, I, I think I've read that these 18 people killed. It was kind of like a revenge kind of thing, which fits in with the kind of the narrative of the Lone Ranger as well. So some people say, 
it's John Hughes is a little bit more believable as the Lone Ranger. But Bass Reeves is more believable as a badass. Yeah, as so a bad... I like him more. Yeah. Also, other people noted that the character owes as much to kind of fictional characters as like Zorro and Robin Hood, because Zorro wore a mask and stuff like that. All these kind of predate the Lone Ranger, so they could just as easily be used as inspirations. I mean, my theory is that the Lone Ranger isn't based on a specific person. I think it it gets it get there's ideas coming from everywhere. So it could have been someone could have been inspired by the tale of Bass Reeves and then added some other things like the Zorro thing or whatever, mm. and just that's how stories come about. They yeah. just come out of thin air. Yeah, that's personally what I think. I mean, it's kind of like a combination of different people. I think along with perhaps a little bit of fictional influence as well, even, maybe. But another reason why Hughes is quite popular is that he'd already been written about as a kind of Lone Ranger um, in a book in 1915. So he was already in the kind of, like, fictional universe as a character. So some people just feel he's more likely. But I think it's a kind of mixture yeah. Because at the end of it, I guess there's quite a few rangers who had all these experiences. So you can't say that those all those experiences are just going to happen to one person. They're going to be similar things happening to other rangers. So Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, Bass Reeves probably wasn't the Lone Ranger, but he could have been part of the Lone Ranger. Yeah, I think... A lot of characters tend to be kind of based on... Existing figures, kind of yeah. What? I said existing figures. Yeah, existing figures. But just like, you know, le- legends that have kind of gone down from time to time. So he could have been, you know, part of the inspiration behind the Lone Ranger. Yeah, but also, who gives a shit? I've never actually listened to the Lone Ranger. I've never actually watched the Lone Ranger. I've never seen the film The Lone Ranger. So I've no idea. Like, I, I know about Bass Williams, had no idea about the Lone Ranger, so I had no idea what comparisons I was making. So yeah. who, who gives a shit? Yeah, I have to admit, I, I don't know much about the Lone Ranger. So. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are we chasing this episode? I'm not white, I just, I, because I knew that Lone Ranger was supposed to be a white dude, and then I realised I was watching Timeless, a TV show, and they went back in time, obviously it's about time travel, went back in time and they were getting excited because they're meeting the Lone Ranger and the Lone Ranger is black. So that's yeah. where it came from. And I thought, and that's when I messaged you guys, I was like, did you guys know the Lone Ranger was black? I don't know yeah. why it was so shocking to me because I knew nothing about the Lone Ranger other than he was white and yeah. wore a mask and had, an, had a Native American friend. To us, I didn't even really know kind of who Lone Ranger was anyway. I must have, like, heard about I've the heard movie that Rangers, But I hadn't heard of, like, the film itself or the series. It first entered my consciousness when the movie came out, that the movie no one watched. But obviously I didn't watch it, so... Is that the one where Johnny Depp plays? A Native American, American yeah. Didn't get that. <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't get that. And then Army Hammy is in it, and no one wants to watch him, so... Yeah. His name isn't Army Hammy, that's just what I call him. Because <laughs> I don't think he's very good. What's his real name? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Like, he's like a billionaire that wants to be an actor, that person. He walked out of an Abercrombie catalogue, and he's in movies, and I don't see why. I mean, he's not terrible, but he's not good. Yeah, it sounds like a shit film. Yeah, I think most people thought that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it. Me too. If if we'd watched Um, it, we'd probably be angry at the fact that they turned Bass Reeves' story into that. Yeah, 
So maybe we'd be more passionate this episode. Yeah, but this guy still sounds like a pretty cool guy. Oh yeah, he's a fucking badass. I told you this is gonna. I was gonna do like the, the episode title was the Lone Ranger Unmasked, but should I just do the badass Bass Reeves? Yeah, badass Bass Reeves. To be fair, quite a lot of these rangers do seem quite badass. Yeah, man. They kind of... They could sort of do whatever they wanted, though, so... Yeah, true. They didn't have limits that cops these days are meant to have. Meant to have. Meant to have. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm being diplomatic. (laughs) Meant to have. Oh, God. You're not meant to just be able to kill anyone. Yeah, you're not meant to kill, like, a black schoolboy because you say he was waving around a gun when he probably wasn't and he planted it there oh shit did i just say that damn <laughs> did you hear the latest one that was supposed to be in my head anyway what did you hear the latest place no, what there seems to be like one every few days they tasered um a blind guy <laughs> oh you said because they thought his stick was a gun <laughs> they thought his stick was a gun yeah like, you know what? Criminals everywhere. I think they're safe because police officers don't know what a gun looks like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I know what a gun looks like, and I know it doesn't look like a fucking walking stick. I don't. I, all you seem to hear is tasering innocent people instead of tasering and shooting innocent people rather than <laughs> arresting the bad ones. But go out there, like solve some robberies, solve some murders, do something I mean, productive. Why did no one taser bloody Jimmy Savile in the penis? That's why I don't understand. White privilege. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, white privilege. Pedophile. White male privilege. Yeah. Of the rich. Yeah. Rich privilege. God, you white male rich folks get an easy ride in life. Good, I'm not rich. You're not poor. Actually, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah. No problem with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obsessive to be sad, no. though. <laughs> That's not a time for sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> Uh, who said anything about being sarcastic? I heard your tone. Did you just hit yourself in the face or something? No, I was nearly choked. <laughs> oh, you were drinking. That was you sounding yeah, odd. Yeah, shut up. I tried to do it discreetly, but it didn't work. That's yeah. why I don't use my bottle when I'm recording. I use a glass. I have a can. Well, that's even worse. Yeah. Anyway, what I was saying was I could understand from your tone that you were being sarcastic because I'm clever like that. Right, if you say so. I'm a clever boy. But let's move on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, police shoot people that are innocent. Is that the point of the episode? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is oh. why people shouldn't have guns. Could you imagine how many, like, shootings there would be in England if the police had guns? I mean, I know yeah. some police do, but most, the majority of them, you have to get to a certain level before you're allowed a gun. Yeah. Also, for most of the cases I hear in this country, they do tend to shoot people for a reason. Yeah, because if you're getting the gun police out, you know some shit's going down. Whereas, yeah. whereas any cop in America willy-nilly can have a gun. Like, what the fuck is up with that? No, they can't do that. Yeah. Bloody gun nuts. Yeah. Guns are not nice. Guns aren't nice. They, they, they do things. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's all I've got for this. Yeah, I think this is all I've got as well, because you basically said everything I'd written down. Every time I interjected, you'd be like, you what? And I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> what do you mean, you what? I didn't you say what? that all the time. You what? You what? You what? You what? And then you carry on talking as well. So I'm just like, fuck it. No, oh, I'm not I'm saying sorry. nothing. This is why you need to sort your equipment out so you can hear me when I'm talking, which you should be able to do, but I'm sorry, you love your own voice too much. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. I see the real you now, aren't I? You didn't see the real me before. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we did this, I guess. Yeah. It might be a while till we do the next one, so. Someone needs to take a chill pill. God. I take too many pills, man. Do you? Yeah. Maybe it's because I've actually eaten today. That sounds really bad. <laughs> Does that make you rant? <laughs> no. Like, because I actually had dinner before we recorded the episode. Usually, I'm, like, running on empty and I eat afterwards. Yeah. Maybe I'm I... more energetic. I don't know, I could understand you ranting if you're, like, hungry. I, I rant all the time when I'm No, I'm just very quiet when I'm hungry. I'm just, like, oh. waiting and, like, starving. So, yeah, I just shut the fuck up and it's like, fuck, you know. Yeah, when I'm starving, I'm quite quiet. Cause yeah. Because I think I'm about to die. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm about to die. I'm just like, let's just not focus on anything. And then I'll pretend I'm a, asleep even though my eyes are open. And I'll make yeah. a noise every now and then so people know I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, I hate being starving. <laughs> Well, I'd rather... The thing is, I'm out all day. And if I had, like, a proper meal, I'll get really hyper or I'd get really tired. Like, I want to take a nap. But, you yeah. know, what happens is I want to take a nap and then I'm okay. That's why I actually finished eating, like, an hour before we actually recorded, but I needed to chill. Yeah. Or I'd just be very sleepy. <laughs> so, so usually during the day, I don't really have, like, a proper meal. I just snack so I don't get too full and want to go to sleep. My diet's just so fucked. Yeah. Also, I noticed you're not going out tonight, so I'm wondering whether your social life's dead now. No, I'm going out all. next week, which is why I wanted to do two oh. this week, but now you can't. <laughs> so, Damn no, the it, thing I is, you, you, weren't, you weren't around for such a long time, I actually started making plans. <laughs> and now you're back. I have to start not making plans. I would just agree to stuff. I was like, yeah, no, I don't have to do that this week. So, you know, we'll do it. How long in advance have you planned all this stuff? Um, I don't know. They're in my diary. That's quite good planning. Have you not noticed that I plan well? Yeah, yeah, true. But And I'm very organised. Me and my friends tend to just decide a couple of days before we meet up that we're going to meet up. I mean, a lot. some of the time it's like, oh, yes, we will go out on this day. And then a few days before, I remember and we confirm it. Mm. But, yeah, I'm pretty well prepared. Yeah. And I've got a diary, so... That's that's just weird, that is. I get given diaries, actually. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my uncle gave me a diary for 1995 for some reason. That's funny. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> that's funny. What happened in 1995 that was significant to your life? I was four. Oh, yeah, you're older than me. Yeah, I was mainly my, my life, basically. I, I was alive for that year. I can't remember anything special happening that year. You should do stand-up. <laughs> Why? It's very funny. Oh, shut up. Ah, it's shit. Funny. I can't remember if, like, the dick pic talk was before our episode talk, were we actually going to use that or not. But, but I've oh. just referenced it throughout the whole episode. No, no, it was. It was, um, was it before intro music? Lord knows. We were talking about Wiener, weren't we? Ah, yeah, dick pic. And Steve Wiener, I should say, not... Dick Not just talking about wiener in general. Dick pit gate. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should, like, bid good day. Yeah. And Don't want to leave that one flopping. Away. Yeah. And we'll be polite like Justin Trudeau. True, and, true. and say goodbye. And you're all welcome here. All Au races, revoir. religions, sexes, genders, sexuality. You're all welcome at the door of seduction. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from dumbasses, you can fuck off. Is that aimed at me? 
Nah, well, he can take it how you like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye.